This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. This is the first time you and I have had a chance to talk since the conference title games, John. So I, I wanted to just give give the two of us a chance to get our thoughts out there on that. I guess starting with the the AFC, since we were just mentioning the Chiefs. And uh, and the way that they, you know, closed out the Ravens in the AFC title game. I don't know, John. I don't know that I've seen a, a top-seeded team at home play a more undisciplined, stupid football game as I saw the Baltimore Ravens play against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kyle Van Noy, Jadeveon Clowney, Zay Flowers of all people. Like Zay Flowers is thought to be like a super high character football player. And it's like Kadarius Tony inhabited his soul for like 10 minutes in that game. (laughs) (laughs) He's spinning balls on top of guys and he's fumbling at the goal line and he's punching a bench and cutting his hand. And (laughs) John, it was, it seemed like every time they did something stupid, they exacerbated it with more stupid stuff. Even the, even towards the end of the game, John, when when the they they jumped off sides, I think it was an offside, something set up a first and five for the Chiefs when the Ravens are just trying to get a stop so they can get the ball back. And they smartly decided to jump off sides to set up a first and 10 instead of a first and five. Because at that point, it's all about the three downs you're about to play, not where you are on the field. They couldn't even do that right. Roquan Smith comes in and waylays the right guard and gets called for unsportsmanlike conduct. Jump. They couldn't even jump off sides without getting an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, John. It was an, it was an un-John Harbaugh-like yes. performance because John's a great coach. Everybody knows it. They were the best team in the NFL this season, had the best record. And the stat that comes out 
that is the most telling me. You know, they ran for 227 yards against the Texans. They demolished the Texans with the run in the second half of the divisional victory. Their backs had six carries for 23 yards. That's an indictment of offensive coordinator Todd Monken, who didn't run the running backs enough. Lamar Jackson didn't play well, not clutch. And uh, they just, they came unglued. It's like they choked on the moment being too big, which stuns me because they had such an experienced team, but they didn't do the things they did to get there. And don't you know, D'Amico Ryans, Nick Casario, the McNair family were watching that game and they're like, why didn't they play like that in the second half against us? Yeah, I, I think it's a fair question. I look what we learned in that game against the chiefs was something the Texans knew already. And the Texans knew what I'm about to say, because they took the ball when they won the coin toss in this game. If you get a lead on Lamar Jackson, he gets uncomfortable. He gets shaky. Um, The Ravens took the ball or got the ball to start the game, went three and out. And then the chiefs go down and score a touchdown. And then John, honestly, for like the rest of the afternoon, Lamar Jackson just looked hesitant. He looked shaky. He, he, he looked, indecisive um there were times where he's standing back there six seven seconds where i feel like in any other game that's when he takes off and runs for about 25 yards he's looking downfield and you're right todd munkin called a horrible game particularly in the first half of that game he's calling a bunch of stuff that didn't play to the strengths of lamar jackson at all like in turn for you know forget for a second that you're not calling any design runs for lamar jackson nor any runs period for anybody it seemed like in that game He's calling these quick hitters for Lamar, you know, where Lamar's throwing sidearm and he's throwing like quick missile screens and things like that. And it's interesting because you're watching Mahomes do almost the exact same thing. And he's just so precise, you know, classic Andy Reid kind of stuff and Mahomes stuff. Lamar Jackson, even when he's throwing the ball well, like percentage wise, completion percentage wise, is never a precise passer. The ball's never always like right here with Lamar. It's, it's a little bit off and he's got guys that make plays. I was just I was flabbergasted by the play calling in the first half of that game. Um, and I would be if I'm a Ravens fan, that game would make me real nervous about the future of any chance of winning a Super Bowl with Lamar just because this is how he's played from behind. Like you it, it's really tough, John, when you've got a quarterback who is about to enter the cap area that Lamar is 40, 50 at the end, 60 or 70 million a year in terms of what he's taking up salary cap wise that the game has to unfold a certain kind of way for a guy that's getting 50, 60 million a year on your cap is a really, really restrictive thing compared to other teams who have elite quarterbacks like that. They were so discombobulated on offense and getting away from the running game, which is what they do best lead the league, you know, getting sacks and they didn't, and, and they, they did things mentally they hadn't done before. And that's what a choke is. You do things you haven't done. Yeah. And you lose. And why they got away from the backs running the football when the game was close enough to run the football, I haven't seen Todd Monken's quotes, if indeed he's been quoted, but it was a terrible coaching job by him. And uh, John Arbaugh uh, will get the blame because he's the head coach and he oversees everything. But makes me wonder, what in the world was their game plan? Well, it makes me wonder, John, and this is, you know, maybe this is an easy segue over to the NFC title game. All four of the coordinators for the losing teams in this game are all at least partially occupied right now with other jobs. Now, Ben Johnson isn't anymore. He pulled his name out today. He's going to go back 
and be the OC for the Detroit Lions. In other we'll words, they told him he wasn't in the running. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. But but either way, um, he's been looking for. You know, he's been interviewing with teams, a bunch of teams. Aaron Glenn, DC for Detroit, been interviewing, still interviewing with a bunch of teams. Well, now just with Washington and Seattle, but they've they've been part of these other searches that have wound up with other guys. Similarly, the Ravens with Mike McDonald, their DC, and and we just mentioned Todd Monk and their offensive coordinator. Maybe not interest to the degree of Ben Johnson and others, but they've all been candidates for some of these positions. And it does make me wonder, and I'm definitely curious your thoughts on this, John. Like the two teams that lost these conference title games have coordinators that have had other things going on aside from just getting ready for these games. Whereas Kansas city and San Francisco, their coordinators and whoever, I mean, I know Kyle Shanahan's basically their OC, but even like, you know, one of the Kubiak kids is somebody who's at least getting interest maybe for OC jobs and things like that. It, it feels like if, if the, the coach hiring cycle affected teams this weekend it feels like it had a profound effect on the two teams that lost those games you put any sort of correlation there between the outcomes of those games the performances of those units at times in these games and the interest that these guys have in head coaching jobs no because and Monken wasn't in high demand like the others have been and he was and, the worst of the four <laughs> and Zay, Zay Flowers I don't think his mistakes had anything to do with that yeah. and the penalties the stupid penalties yeah. and uh and uh, I was wondering, doesn't John Harbaugh get on the headphones and tell Monken, hey, we want to run the ball, give the ball yeah. to the backs. But uh, Ben Johnson had some bad calls, but, man, they had mistakes, boneheaded calls by Dan Campbell. Yeah. And uh, I think it was both of those teams, the moment was too big for them, which you might expect from Detroit when they're up 24-7 to 7 and we see them choke like crazy and it started at the top with Dan Campbell but the Ravens that that still I know it was the Chiefs I know the Chiefs played great but one thing you pointed out was when Lamar Jackson's back there holding the ball holding the ball holding the ball every receiver can't be perfectly covered for that long so for whatever reason he was not seeing the whole field and as you use the word indecisive that's exactly what he was and next year, if they're in that situation again, are you going to have confidence in them? It's just like the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. When they're in playoffs, are you going to have confidence in them? You know, you'll have confidence in Brock Purdy uh, over them because Purdy produced, and they well, didn't. It's John, astonishing. The question our audience might want to get your take on is, would you rather have C.J. Stroud than Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott next year? Well, you would love to be able to get into the AFC Championship game by Lamar Jackson, who next week will be announced as a two-time MVP. But at least Stroud still has a chance to be molded. Lamar Jackson may be as far as he can be. And mm-hmm. i tell you something amazing. Usually people on ESPN and NFL Network will not criticize him, but they all did. And uh, if that doesn't motivate him to be better, Nothing will, but right now I think I'd rather have Stroud over Prescott and Lamar Jackson because they may be what they are. They can get you the playoffs. They might win a game, but, boy, if you want them to go to the Super Bowl, there's some big questions. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm unequivocally I'd rather have C.J. Stroud. I, I'd rather have C.J. Stroud because I feel like if he's got the right talent around him, if he had Lamar Jackson's talent around him, 
he, he can come back from being down 10 nothing or 14 nothing. CJ Stroud pretty easily. We've seen it happen in games this season. Lamar Jackson, I, I saw Mike Sando put this in his pick his uh pick six Monday column that he does. Mike Sando of the Athletic. And Lamar Jackson and Peyton Manning draw a lot of comparisons because it took Peyton a long time to finally get over that hump. Peyton took a long time just to win a playoff game. You know, yeah. he was a spectacular regular season quarterback, and it took him five or six years to finally just win a playoff game, let alone get to the AFC title game. Um, and and those two get compared quite a bit. The difference is Peyton, according to Sando, had on average the 29th best scoring defense on the other side for him. The Colts defense was not a good defense all those seasons. Lamar's had the benefit of having the second best scoring defense since week 10 when he took over for Joe Flacco in 2018. So, I mean, in some ways it's inexcusable that he hasn't gotten to a, at least gotten to, you know, at least, at least threatened getting to a Super Bowl over these, you know, these, uh, you know, five plus years. I mean, I guess if you count Sundays, them threatening going to a Super Bowl because it was a one score game, but that, that it took them this long to even get this close is, um, is, is kind of, you know, unacceptable or inexcusable. Like you're not going to, obviously they're not moving on from Lamar. They gave him a huge contract, but this is, I'd be nervous if I were a Ravens fan that that this is the guy we're dancing with right now when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. I think they'll win 10 to 12 games every year as long as he's a quarterback because what he does and what they do defensively is good enough to boat race two-thirds of the teams in the league. You know, they'll they'll win eight or nine games by 14 to 20 points because they're just that much more talented than other teams. But, man, against good teams and against other good quarterbacks, and in this case against a really good defense with Kansas City, and that's the impressive thing about Kansas City to me, John, is the way they were winning and getting to Super Bowls early in Patrick Mahomes' career is so different than the way they're getting there now. You know, they've completely reinvented themselves. Mahomes is the fulcrum of the whole thing, but they've gone from being just a, you know, basketball on turf to being a, really a team where their defense is their best unit right now, I think. And it's a credit to Andy Reid and his coaching. And going back to Lamar Jackson, I'll end it with this. At least he's still young enough to overcome that obstacle, whether it's mental or physical. He has plenty of time to do it. And because John Harbaugh is a great coach and they have good general manager and they still, even though they draft low, they still get players and they always yeah. find coaches to coach him. He'll have more opportunities to prove everybody wrong. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I think so too. Even in that division, which is an elite division with Burrow in there and you know, we'll see what Deshaun Watson winds up being this year in, in, in Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh's always Pittsburgh always seems to be uh, competitive. Um, John, just quick thoughts on the NFC title game. I, you kind of alluded to it a couple times by the way you were referring to Dan Campbell, but it sounds like you are unequivocally on the side of he screwed up royally by going forward on those fourth down situations. Well, people let him off the hook because they say, well, that's what he did during the seasons. That's who he is. But sometimes you have to exercise common sense. When you when analytics tell you, okay, you're playing the Panthers or any other really bad team, and it's fourth and two, and you're on your 
35 yard line. It says, go for it because you'll be successful 40% of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't Panthers. That's the 49ers who have a great front seven. And sometimes you have to exercise common sense that says, no, whoa, analytics doesn't have anything to account for the opponent. And they're too good for us to go for it. And then they scored, 49ers scored touchdowns both times. Now they had a lot of other mistakes. Most people are letting him off the hook. You know, Ben Johnson had some bad calls, but he's not getting the criticism he would because oh. of Dan Campbell. But yeah. uh, they came unglued in the second half. And the and the the biggest play, of course, was Brandon Ayuk and that yeah. poor Kendall, uh, I forgot his last name. Vildor. Vildor, I think, something yeah, like Vildor, that. Yeah, Vildor. Poor guy misses interception, goes through his hands, hits him in the face back, face mask, and Ayuk makes a great diving catch. catch. Yeah. And you knew you could feel the momentum changing, but you can't afford to beat yourself in a game like that. There's a difference in being aggressive and being stupid. Well, John, the only thing I would say to that, and I probably would have tried the field goal. Certainly, the I, I, I think my guess is I probably would have tried the field goal in the fourth quarter to tie the game. Even though I think Dan Campbell actually made some decent arguments for his decision, that one in particular, which was – the 49ers started to move the ball on them in the second half. Like they weren't stopping the 49ers. So big deal. We tie the game 27, 27. If the rest of the game plays out the way the second half had been playing out, the Niners basically just grind it out, close, go down the field, grind the clock down to dust and kick a game winning field goal. And they're off to the Super Bowl. He wanted to take a lead in that game, which I can, I can entertain that argument. I am. I'm not saying I would do the same thing, but that's at least a, a sound argument. I think it does get ignored. Their kicker sucks. Badgley's terrible, and he's really bad from 45 yards and further, which is when that field goal that I'm talking about right now that would have tied it at 27 if they'd tried to kick it, that was a 47-yard field goal attempt. Um, so I, I, it's not like they had Justin Tucker or even Kaimi Fairbairn as their kicker. The Lions have a very, very bad kicker. I think that probably, fa- that probably factored in heavily too, and Dan Campbell's just not a guy who's going to throw his kicker under the bus in a post-game press conference. He hadn't kicked outdoors. He'd been there since uh, December, but he's kicked with a bunch of teams, and, you know, why did they sign him? But the bottom line, someday you're the bug, someday you're the windshield, yeah. and uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions were the bug. Yep, they were. Um, all right, John, I was going to hit the coaching carousel, but conveniently enough, there's a couple coaching carousel questions in the mailbag. So let's just use the mailbag as our conduit. Uh, by the way, do you have an early feel on the Super Bowl here as far as uh, – I think you may have alluded to it. You're not. It doesn't sound like you're going to fade Patrick Mahomes anymore. You're going to back no. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Column on SportsRadio610.com okay. says – I'm taking a 450 million contract over the 3.7 million contract. <laughs> it's a humongous mismatch, yeah. and it's some wise old Al told me never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I made that mistake in the last two rounds. I will me not too. do yep. it again. Uh, I'm you and I. It's the, the the prediction for the Super Bowl is not going to make for a very entertaining debate on this podcast because you and I are lockstep on that. I'm, I'm done getting burned by Patrick Mahomes. 